This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome, listeners, to this uh, Tuesday evening 6.30 meeting and a podcast and uh, this program where we, as we said, we talk about reality, restoration and redemption in the face of addiction. <laughs> and this month, restoration, a restoration journey with couples. We're yeah. going to talk about how our hurts, hang-ups and habits and specifically also the addictions affect our relationships with each other, uh, whether it's maybe a long-term relationship that's not in a marriage yet uh, or a marriage relationship. Mm, so we're, we're very, very grateful to have uh, Ruan and Teresa with us again. And last week they told us some of their background and uh, where they each were and what had developed in, in their lives to bring them to a point where they are now. Mm. And um, especially Ruan was sharing with us how his addiction um, developed and uh, Teresa was sharing with us how she tried to fix him. <laughs> and uh, how The common she, story yeah, that so many common, of us share. A common story between two couples um, where the one is addicted and the other one is trying to help the ad- addict. Um, so today we're going to continue further and uh, we're going to be looking at how each of you Oh, before we go on to the question, very, very welcome, Ruan and Teresa. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. Uh, mm. Such a joy, such a privilege to be here again. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, there must have been some point. Um, I mean, last week we spoke about the addictions and the, the codependency and so forth. But what were the struggles you were facing as a couple before you started your restoration journey? Um, yeah, so I think uh, apart from the um, defeat and the secrecy, um, uh, you know, associated with my my addiction, um, I think um, one one thing that I think we battled with was communication. Um, uh, you, you may or may not remember from last week how I shared uh, that I, um, you know, was trying to escape uh, the control of my mom. And um, that resulted in me um, not being able to deal with conflict. And so I, I thought, you know, in the beginning of our relationship, uh, because we weren't fighting that much, um, that we were having a, a mm. perfect relationship. Mm. Um, but we weren't fighting that much because neither of us were, um, you know, disclosing things that we were unhappy about mm. or things that, that we found difficult. Mm. And so I think apart from the addiction, you know, before we started our restoration journey, I think there were definitely certain things uh, around our communication that, that were a bit out of kilter, if I could put it mm. that way. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And Teresa, yeah, how were for, you experiencing it? Yeah, I think for me, um, I, um, I really struggled with the avoidance. Uh, well, not so much avoidance, but more... The, the silences after we would have a conversation about um, a slip that he might have had or a disclosure that he has been open with. And we usually only used to have fights or disagreements when he was open about, um, you know, a certain 
slip that he had. Mm. And um, and usually what I would I would be very emotional. Sometimes I would just not feel anything at all and I'd just sit there with him. But he would always be very silent. And um, mm. in the beginning mm. of our marriage, that really upset me because my mom always gave me the silent treatment. Mm. Um, and mm. I was often very hurt by that and thought, well, you know, it's because of me that he's in silent, you know, that he, it's my fault. And mm, I often mm, thought mm. that it was my fault, that I had to be a better wife, I had mm, to clean out mm. more, I had to, I had to be this perfect person that I could not actually, um, really, uh, be mm. at all. Mm. And, um, so I often, you know, I often felt very confused after conversations, um, and then, I just sit with this emotion of um and this hurt that I've been that I've heard mm. you know from him, been being hurt from him. And we won't talk about it again and it would just be kind of shoved underneath the carpet. Mm. So it really was a breakdown in communication mm. um that affected our relationship. Teresa, so mm. um thank you so much for sharing that. It's actually very common. Um, counselors call that a person being very stoic or actually stonewalling. That's the word mm. for that. And many, and yeah. uh, uh, we had the same situation. And then often what happens, the one partner starts pursuing the other partner or back off. Mm -hmm. But for mm. me, it was pursuing. And the other one is stonewalling. And stonewalling is actually a position of power. Mm, it's also a form mm. of control. Yeah, because... Um, I, I was thinking I'm the one controlling because I was the one that was pursuing. But I yeah. understood later that stonewalling was also a form of control. So actually both yeah. partners are trying to control the relationship to, to protect themselves or to, to try and fix the relationship. And mm. it, it's just not work, working. And it just makes everything worse. So what happened? How did it happen that you guys started on a restoration journey as a couple? Because actually before that journey, um, I don't know about you guys, but we had to, to start our own restoration journeys before we could really start the couple restoration mm. journey. What did it look like for you guys? Yeah, so I think, um, like I mentioned, uh, when when Ruan was open about being involved with prostitutes, we separated for about a month. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was really just a time for me to heal and think and really work through that hurt and that betrayal. And um, and yeah, in that in that time, I actually started my my recovery and I started joining Kaza which is a codependent for uh, of a sex addict group. A 12-step group, right? It, yes, and it, uh, it was such an amazing support group at that time. Um, I joined Kaga as well a few times, but I just didn't feel like I fitted in there. Like mm. I didn't have anyone, I didn't meet anyone there that had the same going through the same situation that I am mm. and the hurts that I am. They, they're kind of the same, but they're not. Mm. And um, and it was really an awesome support for me in that time to really share my feelings in a group and to really say it as it is and not feel judged, mm. Not, mm. not be condemned um, for what I'm thinking or feeling. Mm. And uh, and it was such a bonding time for, mm. for me with, this, uh, with these women. 
And may um, I add also for people not giving you advice, right? Because that's a yes. big problem we have, that often people say, but why don't you do that? Or why yes. don't you dress more sexy? Or, you know, if people yes. give the, the most terrible advice because they, they just think from their perspective, but when they don't understand, so many people don't understand the dynamics of mm. an addiction. Mm. So we, we deal specific from today, we, we deal with sex addiction but and porn addiction, but there are many other addictions. And often people that are not addicted or they don't understand the dynamics of addiction end up giving the wrong advice. Mm. It sounds very yes. spiritual. Maybe they give some scripture verses or they want you to pray more, read more Bible, read this book, read that book. Was that also your experience, Teresa? Um, I was actually quite lucky. Mm. I think a lot of the, the women that I shared with were very understanding. Well, but at, at no the one close told group. me I need to be more sexy because mm. I would have probably strangle them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Right. Quite understandable. But I think quite there was just so much anger in me. I think I would have really been angry at that, very hurt mm. by that. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so luckily the women that I had in my life, they were very supportive. They didn't force me to do anything. They um, really were just there and listened and, um, you know, I, but I also, I also withdrew a lot. To myself, mm. and I was also very isolated. Mm. And um, even though they do their support, it's, it's something that you kind of walk alone as well, even though you have the support. But um, because, yeah, your hurt is your hurt, you know, and mm. sometimes you just don't want to be around people. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I find luckily that I had the support. Uh, needed at that time. Mm. And so I just want to reiterate what you're saying, that it's so important for the partner of the addict also to get help. So often we think the addict mm. needs to get help, but actually the partner <laughs> also needs help. And there are there are groups like al Non for friends and family members of people struggling with addictions, like um, yeah. also for those struggling with um uh, with drug addiction, there's um, there's help for their family members and friends. So people just need to look out for that. There mm. are groups that can help. And Ruan, mm. what did it look like for you? Your when did you get into a restoration journey? Um, yes, yeah, so, so pretty much uh, around that that same time. You know, after disclosed to Teresa, we you know we separated for months. I mean, it's, it's something I won't ever forget. It was uh, during uh, my birthday month. So. Mm. So in September that, that we separated and uh, I um, uh, started attending um, a 12-step uh, program called Sex Addicts Anonymous, uh, um, in short, SAA, which is actually something that uh, I think Teresa um, uh, um, sent on to me. In a codependency code <laughs> sex story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I mean, I was at that I was at that point where you know um, uh, I was willing to do anything um, you know to get to get better, um, and so uh, my, my recovery journey started started then as well. Where I joined this twelve step uh, group, where I've met men um, of different uh, you know ages and backgrounds, um, all you know struggling with a similar um, thing, and I was just so amazed uh, to learn that. Um, I wasn't alone, you know, even mm. though, you know, uh, the details of, of, of our stories were different, like, you know, the, 
um, the result, I could say, was almost the same. Like, we were all in this space where we had dysfunctional upbringings um, and sometimes similar backgrounds with alcoholic dads or controlling moms or, um, mm. you know, just being exposed to pornography at a very young age. Mm. And we're all in this, in this room and um, can relate to one another. And I think that really opened a door for me to be um, vulnerable, to be, um, uh, you know, to, to practice the principle, the, the, the practice of, you know, being open and vulnerable and, and sharing mm. my story. Yeah. Thank you, Ruan. It's so, so important. And I think let's take a break now. And after the break, I'd like us to look how your individual uh, journeys actually came together and you started working as a couple because I think that is so important for us. Um, thank you so much, listeners. We'll be back soon. Yes, very welcome back, listeners, and Ruan and Teresa. Um, before the break, we were talking about the, your individual uh, journeys uh, on, a, on a restoration journey. And, but we'd like to speak more about your journey as a couple. So at which point um, and what made you start uh, on a journey as a couple? Um, so, yeah, so I think uh, like we shared uh, before the break that we um, both found ourselves in our individual recovery due to a separation period. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously when we came back together, um, there were certain, you know, uh, criteria that, that Teresa had and, um, you know, uh, in order to decide whether we can actually continue or not. And, and I had to obviously display, you know, some changes. And um, uh, I remember during our session back um, together, which was also facilitated by um, uh, close friends and family, not family, uh, friends, well, I say family because it's a family of God, but mm -hmm. uh, close friends in the church. And, um, and I, I do... Um, uh, disclose something to Teresa, and you know she um, was again quite upset, and 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 I just said, but you know it's not that I want this, and you know mm -hmm. I, was, I was quite you know very adamant, and and she said, well, but for the first time, uh, it's the first time that she sees me uh, being so uh, honest about uh, how I feel, and I think that mm -hmm. was sort of a turning point for us to realize that you know. Um, we need to be real about our communication, not only with our individual support groups, but also within our, our yeah. marriage, within our yeah. relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, we, we, there was a couple in our church that uh, was very instrumental in um, us journeying together in our marriage, uh, you know, um, on this road of, of recovery, because... Um, uh, you know, I, I did a, a, a what, what was called a first-step share in the 12-step program that I mm -hmm. shared about earlier. And I used that exercise to also do a full disclosure to Teresa um, in presence of this, this other couple that, that, mm -hmm. uh, um, that's in our church. And um, they just helped us or facilitated us in terms of communicating to one another mm -hmm. um, and drawing out the feelings, mm -hmm. um, uh, how Teresa felt uh, because of, my behavior and wow. that sort of thing. And so we definitely would not have been able to do it on our own. Um, yeah. Ruan, do they uh, have a counseling background or not, that, that specific couple? Uh, they, um, they actually led a, not a celebrate recovery group, but a chemical recovery group oh. in, uh, 
to have church, they have experience in, in our family mm. church in in uh, Joburg, mm. and mm. Uh, that was mostly for people that struggled with dr- drugs and alcohol. Mm. And it was a very successful group, so they had some um, recovery background. Okay. And, That's and, very and, important, and I just yeah, want to reiterate yeah. this because. Um, it's so wonderful that you were able to find help within your church because that's often where we look. But unfortunately, often, yeah. if there aren't anyone with recovery experience, they often mm. don't know mm. what to do. But that's why it's so important for us to talk about these things in churches and that those of us who have this experience will speak up in our churches mm-hmm. so that if some look how wonderful it would be if someone in your church now can come to you and you can be such a beautiful guide helping them and guiding through mm. because um people in churches who don't have this experience just don't know what to do yeah it's so yeah. important that uh the people that are are helping addicts have mm. have knowledge and experience of mm. how to help somebody mm. otherwise they mm. just give scripture verses and uh, that's no help at all for years mm. uh, pastors would just we would go to people and people would just say we'll pray for you and you know the lord will help you to stop they don't understand the um mm. what what addiction is how cunning and baffling and powerful act- mm. addic- addiction mm. actually yeah. is okay but what happens after this we actually joined um, uh, a group called uh, um, Recovering Support Anonymous. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what, what year was that? Um, mm, when it started? Uh, it actually, it was in its inception, in its yeah. inception stage. Uh, uh, I mean, we, we, we met, obviously, um, mm-hmm. in our individual recoveries, we've met mm-hmm. uh, people that... Uh, were also couples, um, you know, and and they started this group uh, called Recovering Couples Anonymous, and um, uh, we because we were both in uh, in a recovery, uh, we saw the benefits of it. Uh, it was in our minds obvious that we had to do the same thing for our for our marriage, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so um, I think that that helped us a lot again just to cement the principles of you know, daily communication, um, you know, being vulnerable about um, not just how our day was, but, you know, what things that maybe triggered us, what things uh, we found difficult so that we could be each other's, um, you know, closest uh, friend in, in terms of support and mm-hmm. in, in a healthy way, not not in a, in a codependent way. But um, mm-hmm. uh, So that, 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 that is something that, that's helped us as well in the beginning. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, in that group, that um, RCA group, they they don't give specific tools, but you we come to realize that there are certain things that we can do as a couple. Mm-hmm. Suki and I are also in in that group, and we just see how just being in that group and sharing <laughs> brings change, mm-hmm. and uh, so. What were the, some of the things that you saw changing first uh, in your coupleship? Um, I don't think really specific things. I think we are still in the work in progress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As we honest. all are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and um, I, uh, I think what really helped us in that group as well is just to hear everyone share, and we obviously learn from them as well. And... Um, and try to implement that as well, and um, 
You know, we, we often struggle um, if we're not communicating very well, then that means that we're either watching too much TV or something like that. Mm. And then it's just when we have the group and we just remind it again, you know, no, we need to communicate every day and do that first and then those other things can come. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, I think communication was probably the main one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. The group, just for, yeah. for, for people that are listening, uh, you could also make an inquiry and we can give you the contact details. But the group meets on a Sunday afternoon for about an hour and a half. And it's a very structured group where people don't do crosstalk, so they don't give each other advice. Um, there's mm-hmm. always a, a specific topic that is shared. Um, many of these topics are topics that people struggle if one of or more uh, people in the coupleship or in the relationship are addicts uh, or just struggle with their marriage and they really want to be committed and they want to stay together. To me, it's been such a beautiful place just to hear, like you said, other couples' stories and to learn from other couples as they share. Um, and then they are also, uh, tell us, you guys also had sponsors. Hey, tell us how that worked. Yes, yeah, so we um, uh, um, we we don't currently have a couple sponsors, uh, but we uh, were up so much my individual um, sponsor, mm. and <clears throat> I mean I find that uh, to be um, uh, a great source of encouragement, and uh, it's it's hugely beneficial for you know for my recovery because I don't always you know get to uh, share. Um, everything or, or my most intimate uh, uh, struggles in, in a, a group setting. Mm-hmm. And so the mm-hmm. job to meet with uh, um, one person that uh, I can share those things with that, that has gone or that has walked the road be, uh, mm-hmm. before me that can, you know, guide me. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, like a mentor, yeah. right? But then you mm-hmm. also get couple sponsors and that is wonderful. Yeah. Because a couple can also get another couple that had already gone through the whole process. And actually, people do the 12 steps on their own as a couple. And then they work through that with another sponsor couple. And that is also very helpful. Mm. We are busy doing that. We're busy with step seven. And it has really helped our marriage because we all Mm. have our individual couple journeys our individual journey, sorry, and then to have the journey as a couple together. I think at some stage you also had one, right? A couple, a couple sponsor. Maybe not sure. more, but I think you had one, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Because that's also very helpful, and I just want the listeners to be aware that there's something like that as well. Mm-hmm. And then you guys also have uh, counseling, right? That's another tool a person can use. Yes. Yeah, we, um, we, we, we actually uh, started seeing a therapist probably about two or three months ago. Um, we we actually have seen one before, but um, I think yeah, we were not doing very well at that stage, and I think I just felt um, we weren't really um, both committed to to really work on our our couple's recovery at that stage. Um, but yeah, I think it. Uh, this therapist just helps us a lot with communication and how to really, um, you know, something that I'm learning is to really um, put myself in Ruan's shoes. Mm. Um, when he um, confides in me, um, you know, not to try and fix him, not to try and uh, control, 
um, but to really just listen and, you know, we can always talk about um, what needs to be done or how he can um, maybe protect himself later. Mm. Um, and that's also something that really stood out to me is that I don't need, we don't need to talk about everything right now. We can mm. just talk about one thing and how to, uh, you know, mm. and, and for me just to listen to Ron, I think that's something that we've been learning. Yeah. Mm. Mm. We, we're learning. And again, it goes both ways. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm also challenged to, to, to empathize with the reason, particularly when I share, you know, difficult uh um, things that uh, cause her pain and, and hurt, you know, mm. at, so that at a time that she, you know, expresses that, then I, I, I uh, should be in a position to empathize with her, to not, uh, you know, mm. uh, not to give into guilt or to, you know, to think that, you know, I'm, I'm now this bad person, but to rather, you know, uh, empathize with, right. with her so that I can understand her pain. And I right. think what that, that's what we appreciate about this uh, marriage council we're seeing at the moment, who's also a believer um, in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, every so often, you know, he'll, he'll bring in, uh, you know, um, the role of Christ mm-hmm. in, in, in our relationship. Wonderful. So that, that's something mm-hmm. we also appreciate. Mm. Okay, we need to, unfortunately, we need to stop right now because the time mm-hmm. has run out for our program. But thank you so much for sharing vulnerability. Uh, your story and to give people hope that are struggling there is hope there are things that a person can do to make it better so uh, yeah and i just also as you were sharing noticed how your intimacy with each other with god and with other people and yourselves was able to increase so listeners please uh, listen again if you would like to if you perhaps came in halfway through to the podcast at kpulpa.co.za forward slash podcasts forward slash into me see. Till next time, God bless. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.